do you eat? I get this question a lot. And it makes sense that people would want to know those details. Uh, well, beyond our natural human curiosity about what other humans are really up to in their lives. You know, as a, as a holistic doctor with a primary focus on guiding people through changing their diets, often drastically, when I provide concrete examples of specific foods and meals, like what I eat, this is like giving you street signs for your roadmap. And this is especially helpful when you're struggling and asking, how in the world am I going to get from here, the way you're eating now, to there, the way I'm recommending you eat? So today, I'm going to share with you the answer to that question, what do you eat, to provide, what do I eat, <laughs> to provide you with some more of those street signs as you make your way along my roadmap to optimal health. Welcome to episode 38 of Ask Dr. Emily, a weekly podcast where we explore the what, the why, and the how of health issues from a holistic perspective. We'll talk about the signs and symptoms to look out for, the root causes of various health conditions, and the most effective and doable solutions for addressing them. Each episode will empower you with knowledge and inspire you towards achieving outstanding health naturally. Now, as you might know, in general, I recommend and eat a high-quality, lower-carb paleo diet for its nutrient density and its anti-inflammatory health-enhancing effects. For more details on this, check out my post, What to Eat. So this means filling our plates with animal proteins from pastured animals or wild-caught seafood, organic lower-carb vegetables and fruits, and healthy fats. That's the main focus. These are the basics of the dietary guidelines that I have been guiding people through for many, many years now, and they have stood the test of time. I have seen this way of eating help thousands of people tremendously, including myself and my own family. And to achieve this for my family, my grocery list typically focuses on the off-reference perimeter of the store or from spring to fall on what's at our local farmer's market or farm stand. But what does that look like in terms of specific foods and meals? Now, I like to cook, and I love looking for and trying out new recipes. But like most people these days, I'm super busy, and I don't have much free time. So I usually keep things pretty simple. I'll often eat the same things for most lunches, and then get a little more creative with dinner a night or two a week and make extra when I am cooking and then eat the leftovers from those dinners on other days. Wait a minute. Oh, you might have noticed. I didn't mention breakfast. So what about breakfast? I always say it's the most important meal of the day to skip. <laughs> so since starting intermittent fasting in 2015, I have been a too mad girl, meaning I eat two meals a day, lunch and dinner, and I rarely have breakfast anymore. Just black coffee with a pinch of salt first thing, and then jasmine, green tea, or plain black tea, usually Earl Grey, and plain filtered water until it's time to break my fast with lunch. Not having breakfast simplifies things a lot. Plus, the health benefits are huge. But when I used to eat breakfast, 
It was typically an egg-based dish of some sort, eggs are the perfect food, with some low-carb veggies on the side or mixed in. And I've been low-carb since being diagnosed with prediabetes in 2008, which, by the way, I reversed completely within a few months and it has never returned in 15 years. So nowadays, I often still eat these kinds of egg-based meals that you might consider breakfast foods, but I have them for lunch. So it's still my break fast, it's just not in the morning. So those kind of breakfasty foods uh, would look like scrambled eggs mixed with sautéed veggies. And years ago, my nephew named this dish Aunt Emily Eggs, which I love. Uh, since I made them for him one day and we've all called them that ever since in my family. My favorite combo is uh, onions, garlic, and either peppers, bell peppers, and shishitos. Oh my god, shishitos are so good. Have you tried them? Uh, or brassicas of some sort. Then there's fried eggs topped with fire roasted tomato salsa. I make my own version, which is pretty mild, but also very flavorful, full of scallions and garlic and cilantro. Yummy. And um, I need to post that recipe one of these days <laughs> on my website. Um, or, you know, I'd have a square of my breakfast casserole, uh, which is eggs, breakfast sausage or bacon, and lots of sautéed veggies. And I still make this casserole just about every week, but we have it for lunches now instead of breakfast. Um, Another favorite is green shakshuka, which is a bunch of greens with poached eggs cooked in them. And um, that, that recipe is on my website, dremilyfranklin.com recipes. And I also love a breakfast burrito in a bowl, scrambled eggs, chorizo sausage crumble, avocado or guacamole, cauliflower rice, and cilantro is my favorite combo, but you, know, you can make that any which way you like get the idea. Uh, I also will often have leftovers from last night's dinner for lunch because that's quick and easy. And then my uh, what used to be breakfast now lunch almost always includes a cup of jasmine green tea. That's my favorite. So for lunches, um, like many people, lunch is a bit catch as catch can on weekdays for me because I'm busy. And like everybody, <laughs> what is up with that? Why are we all so busy? And I have a few staple lunches that I turn to most of the time uh, because they're quick and easy and because I really like them. Then on weekends, I'm more likely to have a kind of breakfast for lunch from that breakfast list above or previously. Um, so my favorite and most frequent weekday lunches are a lettuce wrap with some kind of protein, sliced turkey or ham usually, or egg salad, tuna salad, or bacon strips, or some combo of the above, um, and some veggies. And um, those are uh, typically, I'll talk under dinners about my complex salads that I like to make. So those ingredients are the usually the same ones that I'll use in a lettuce wrap, you know, lettuce, tomato, I'm not sorry, lettuce wrapped, wrapped in lettuce, uh, tomatoes, cucumbers, you know, etc. Uh, to be continued in a moment there. Um, and then I'll also put mustard and mayo, chosen foods mayo, on that lettuce wrap. Make it more yummy and satisfying. Uh, I also love a poke bowl with no rice. So that's a tuna or salmon sashimi with avocado, cucumber, pickled ginger, 
wasabi and coconut aminos. Yum, yum. Or leftovers from last night's dinner. Um, that's always a good standby because <laughs> we almost always have some of those. So speaking of dinner, <laughs> what do we eat for dinner? Well, I own dozens of cookbooks. I'm like a cookbook collector. <laughs> and I also have hundreds of recipes on paper filling various folders and notebooks throughout my house. And <laughs> plus I have hundreds more saved on my computer. So the answer to what do I eat for dinner is it depends on what I feel like cooking that night or that week. And it varies a lot, but I generally make some version of protein and veggies. And here's the most important part in my mind, adding an interesting spice mix or sauce. The joy is in the sauce. You can check out my post, Let's Get Saucy, for a list of some of my favorite sauces. And that is what keeps food interesting and fun, in my opinion. And especially when there's no uh, wonderful carbs <laughs> that we all love, but that are so bad for us, the sauces really help um, keep things wonderful and delicious and exciting. <laughs> And, you know, food doesn't have to be exciting. I, I don't mean it like that, but just uh, to provide variety and flavor. So um, I also add variety by um, switching up the form of our dinners. So I'll vary between making stews, soups, stir fries, or gently cooked proteins, meat, poultry, seafood, paired with a salad. Um or with a yummy dressing, or um, or make a vegetable saute with a yummy sauce to go with that protein, uh, or I'll make some chili in our Instant Pot and pair it with my easy, clean keto mac nut bread. Um, now, I frequently make a big, complex salad for dinner with my usual mixture being some combination of red leaf lettuce, because I like the color, arugula, yummy. I often have some uh, growing in the garden. Home, homemade uh, salad sprouts, brassica sprouts are mega nutrient dense. So that's like broccoli, kale, collards. Um, you can make those into salad sprouts and uh, I'll do a post on that one of these days. <laughs> Cucumbers, like I said before, cherry tomatoes, just a few because they are high in carbs, but they do add a really nice little burst of flavor. And turnip slices, have you had Japanese baby turnips yet? Oh my God, so delicious. They have a mild, slightly sweet and slightly spicy flavor. They're not super strong and spicy like typical turnips or radishes. Um, they're really very mild and they have a delightful crunch. Oh my God, they're so good. <laughs> and uh, they're often in the farmer's markets in the, uh, in the spring. Really good. Cultured veggies almost always go into my salads. And um, you can check out my recipe for those on the website. Marinated artichoke hearts, shredded purple cabbage for color, and a little crunch, and avocado, and some protein. Now, I vary this a lot from taco meat to baked chicken to various types of seafood. Just depends on you know, what I'm in the mood for and what I have on hand. And then I'll add my easy homemade ranch dressing, recipes on the website, or a simple vinaigrette usually balsamic vinegar because I love it, or a lemonette, which is a, a vinaigrette made with lemon juice instead of vinegar. And other than salad, some of my most favorite dinners, and these are like specific recipes that I love, 
Uh, and most of these are in my recipe section on the website. That's <laughs> where they come from. It's my kitchen. Uh, garlic thyme baked chicken thighs and potato salad. So good. Fish and vegetable coconut curry over cauliflower rice. And that's a super versatile dish. So check that one out because you, know, you can really mix it up a lot in terms of the proteins and the veggies and, you know, make it... Um, just match whatever you like and have on hand. Um, then there's the red chili enchilada shrimp and cauliflower rice. And yes, I really do love cauliflower rice, especially with loads of pastured butter on it. And, um, and that dish is super fast and easy and really yummy. Uh, hamburgers topped with sauteed mushrooms and onions. Um, and then usually either with a side salad or with some steamed or roasted broccoli. And that, that one makes an appearance on our menu like pretty much weekly. It's really one of my top favorites. And uh, stir-fried greens and sausage is also really simple and tasty. And slow cooker roast and roasted veggies, nice in the, warm, in the cooler months, nice warming comfort food. Pulled pork and coleslaw, we have that almost weekly. And mitza. That one's a little bit more uh, complicated, so I don't have it quite as often, um, or uh, because I make that um, with a magnet cheese spread, but uh, that's really good and very satisfying. So another thing I, I enjoy is to have a variety of tastes and textures and colors within each dinner meal. So for instance, if I make uh, pork chops and broccoli, I might add a veggie of another color or texture or both. So some of my favorites in that category are, again, cultured veggies. I add a small side of these to almost every meal for great flavor boost and also for the probiotic uh, benefits. And roasted cabbage, which, oh my God, is so simple and so delicious mashed cauliflower or cauliflower colcannon, which is a cauliflower cabbage mixture, fabulous paleo and low carb comfort foods, especially welcome in the colder months, and cauliflower rice pilaf, which I usually just take cauliflower rice and I cook it in butter and I add some herbs for visual interest and flavor, like dried parsley or basil. It's really simple, really good, nice side dish. Um, zoodles with garlic butter, also really simple and easy and delicious. And sauteed mushrooms with garlic butter. <laughs> garlic butter plays a large role in my diet. <laughs> uh, pumpkin souffle, and that recipe's coming up uh, soon in um, on the website. And uh, or a small bowl of vegetable soup, um, which also is coming up soon in the recipe section. Um, and for my dinner beverage, I usually have plain filtered water. I use a zero water filter. I love it. Takes out all the hard, uh, you know, chelated minerals in the water and also takes out all the, all the bad stuff if there is any bad stuff in the water, which um, there almost always is. Um, zero works really well. Or I have uh, mineral water with lemon. Usually like a Gausteiner, I like that because it comes in a glass bottle. Uh, rather than plastic. And then on rare occasions, I will have a glass of low alcohol, super clean red wine, dry red wine from Dry Farm Wines for a little treat. 
Um, now, what about snacks? I try to avoid snacking. I recommend avoiding snacking um, because not eating between meals is good for restoring insulin sensitivity and it gives your digestion a rest and it ramps up fat burning. These are all great things, but sometimes we need a snack. So if I have one, it's usually a stick of beef jerky from pasture beef, no sugar added, um, or a handful of salted macadamia nuts. Yummy, very satisfying. And or a square or two of very dark, low sugar chocolate. So uh, like Pasha brand is really good. I like that one and it's very clean. And then there's dessert. Now, I will admit, I love dessert. I have always loved dessert since I was teeny tiny. I don't think I will ever stop. In all my many years of being low carb, this has never changed. What has changed though, is how much I crave it, which is way less often than I used to, and how sweet I like my desserts, which is really not very at all. Uh, it's interesting how the palate changes when you're low carb to not liking super sweet stuff anymore. And also what has changed is how often I actually have dessert, which is rarely. Um, and what I have for dessert when I do have some has also changed. So mostly dessert these days, if I have it, means a small serving of fruit, maybe a half a grapefruit or a half a cup of berries after dinner. Now I avoid fruit any time of day except evening since having much fruit, especially earlier in the day, leads to more insulin stimulation, higher overall blood sugar, and more inflammation, and it packs on the pounds. And if my clothes are starting to feel a bit snug, I will skip the fruit altogether for a while. And that's usually all it takes to bring things back down again to where they should be. So that's the roundup of what I typically eat now I want to know, what do you usually eat? Share your typical menu and your favorite foods in my Facebook group, facebook.com slash Dr. Emily Franklin. And until next time, eat well, be well, and enjoy.